0: Joe against Cobra and Destro, fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. GI Joe, GI Joe's there. GI Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose: to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the he world. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. GI Joe will dare. GI Joe. GI
1: Joe. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Eddie. And his amazing friends, the Hero Cast. Just a solo one today. But don't worry, next week should be back with the guest. This week is G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes came out in, uh, let's see, 2021, July 23rd to be exact. <clears throat> let's open the old time capsule, shall we? We already know what the number one song is It is Butter. By BTS One of the longest uh, You know, reigning Not one of, the longest It is the longest, definitively the longest reigning Song on the hero cast Unbelievable run Congrats, I guess Our champions, they're pretty much the same But let's just go through them I feel like it's been a couple weeks So WWE champion Bobby Lashley Universal champion Roman Reigns That won't change NXT: Karrion Cross, Raw Women: Nikki Ash. <clears throat> excuse me. SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair, and NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez, AEW Champion Kenny Omega, AEW Women's Champion Doctor Britt Baker DMD, and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion is Shingo Takagi. Oh, clear out my throat. Okay. What was I up to around this time? Ah, so 2021, in July, I did the uh, the Food Truck Festival here in Columbus. And credit to them, one of the things that I appreciated about COVID, well, three things. One, the little glass things that they added to restaurant booths. I don't really care about like the germs, it just makes it a little quieter and a little more private. I like those. Um, so that, uh, number two, and I wish they'd bring this back, but like, you could reschedule your airfare for free. Now I think they, I don't know what they charge now. I remember before COVID, I tried to reschedule a flight and it was like, sure, $250. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to reschedule it that badly. (laughs) But yeah, in COVID you used to, you could schedule flights or reschedule them for free and, It's like if it was cheaper, they would give you the difference. And if it was more expensive, then you pay the difference. But that's like, that's awesome. They should bring that back. But the third thing is ingenuity. I appreciated when people thought outside the box to keep their business going. And the food truck did just that. The 2020 Columbus food truck still happened during COVID. Now, how did they do that? Well, there there weren't as many food trucks as normal. But they all went, they never had it at this venue before or since. It was the soccer stadium. It's a huge parking lot. So, I don't know, there was probably like eight food trucks. Normally there's, God, 20, 30, something like that. There's only like eight. And each one they parked, you know, 50 feet from each other. I don't know. And then what you do is, it was pretty much all to go. I mean, they had a couple of those little what do you call them, like those uh, bar tables, those tabletops that are like standing tables, I guess. They had a couple of those, but for the most part, everybody was just getting their food to go. And you go, uh, you walk up to the truck, you place your order, then you walk back to like this waiting area. They had like five circles that are all six feet apart. The whole thing was outside, so it's like, whatever, fine. I'll play by the rules. That's no big deal. But... Uh, yeah, so you just stood six feet apart in these little circles, and they call your name, and you go up and you get your food. Easy. And I was like, you know what? This is this is great because because you know there wasn't much to look forward to that year, and it's like this was cool. You know, it's like they managed to figure out a way to pull it off completely safe. And uh, yeah, I got my food to go. I think I ordered. I eat, when I go to those, I usually get like food there to eat, and then I get something to carry out and. Reheat it for later So I like to Make it worth it But uh, yeah It was uh, I, That was impressive So the food truck Has never missed a year So hats off to them Again I was impressed With a lot of the ingenuity I saw So There you go That's what I was up to <clears throat> uh, This movie who, Well Numbers aren't great Let's be honest budget 88 million box office it's going to hurt 40.1 million who that puts it at 169 nice actually not very nice on the list at negative 47.9 million that's negative 54.3 with the inflation uh it is right below Jonah Hex remember that one and right above Zoom Zoom, which is dead last. <laughs> God. Zoom, negative sixty three million. I mean, that's like it's a that's a distant dead last. I mean forty seven point nine million is bad, but sixty three it's uh, like nobody saw that movie. <laughs> it's crazy. I'd be curious to know if Marvel I cause I you know, spoiler, but the Marvels did not do well at the box office at all. I mean the box office for Marvels, I'm sure, is much much higher than Zoom. I think Zoom was like 12 million. The problem is Marvels cost way more to make, so I don't know. I'd be curious to see if, if Marvels ends up topping Zoom, but uh, my God, Zoom! <laughs> but yeah, Snake Eyes is our penultimate movie. Sad because it's it's my history at the movie. I watched it and I expected it to be bad. I left the theater, I'm like, that was kind of good, and then I remember uh, we, we had our, our group chat, and Caleb had seen it, and John had seen it, John, who did our uh, best of 20, best and worst of 2023, give that a listen, please, but yeah, John was on, and then he, he messaged the group chat, he's like, can we talk about how Snake Eyes was actually good, I was like, thank you, like... <laughs> It, it kind of was. I'm not saying it's going to be like a 8.5 out of 10 or anything, but look, the other uh, G.I. Joe movies, you know, G.I. Joe 1, which, by the way, made $127.5 million. Uh, myself and Caleb both gave it a 4, and then G.I. Joe 2, which made $245 million. I blame The Rock, a little, little bit of The Rock bump, uh, I gave it a 4.5 and, and Caleb gave it a 3. So... The bar was very low, you know, we're talking like the average of these two movies, What it's like a, you know, a, basically a four, so not going to do live math, uh, but yeah, it's around a four, the average score between the two movies and the two reviewers, uh, which by the way, uh, forgot the plugs, always forget the plugs, EC underscore hero on X, Twitter, whatever, I think they'll change it back. I don't know. They probably won't, but like they, they should. Uh, Eddie C eighty five on Twitter, EC HeroCast on Instagram, Eddie C eighty five on Instagram. It's Eddie with a Y. So there you go. Um, yeah. Um, oh, the uh, critics were not super kind. Thirty five percent fans, seventy four percent. So there you go. The fans seem to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, spoiler if you have not seen uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Which I don't... That may have broken even, or maybe it made a little bit of money, but not a ton. I don't remember. But it's hard with the marketing. I I never know. But uh, it seems like they're going to try G.I. Joe yet again. I think this was an attempt to reboot G.I. Joe. You know, it's like... They went the Sony route, like... Well not quite. Sony did origins of their villains, which no one seems that excited for. Which, by the way, I saw like a just a rumor that like we're going to do a Mysterio and Doctor Octopus. It's like God, Sony, stop it. Just just stop. There's another movie that uh, Madam Web. I, I said it like a year ago as like I don't need hindsight. This movie's going to bomb unless that unless this movie is unless I'm unaware that they made this movie with, like, a $10 million budget. You know, like how Godzilla minus one was, like, a super small budget. Unless I'm unaware that Madam Web is, like, a really small budget like that. But it probably isn't. It's probably, like, $60, 70000000 I just... It, I think it's going to lose money. Anyway. Um, what did I... What, oh, yeah. So, um... <laughs> so the uh, this the, the they're making they were or the idea I think behind all of this was we're gonna do origin origins for all of our GI Joe characters and then at the end of the movie they're gonna be a part of GI Joe and it's not a terrible idea I mean it that way when you you know let's say they did um, not the I like G.I. Joe. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest fan, but let's just say they did a. Well, they did Snake Eyes. Let's say they did. um, Who was it? Duke. Say they did a movie about Duke. Um, I I mean, maybe you could bring in The Rock to play Roadblock again because he's The Rock and he's a big star. Um, Who else? I mean. Gosh, I'm trying to even remember Uh, the GI Joe characters. It's been sorry, Sergeant Slaughter. You could do Sergeant Slaughter. He was a GI Joe. Uh, Who was the other one? Shipwreck. That was the Navy guy. Uh, Was it Beachcomber? He was. He wore like the uh, the green. He looked like a uh, Call of Duty character. He wore like the green camo with the mask. I think that was Beachcomber. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you could, you know, can maybe do a couple of those movies, and then you bring them all together for the big G.I. Joe movie where they fight Cobra. I'm guessing that was the, uh, the plan, but, uh, you know, clearly when the first one bombs so badly, they're just like, alright, to hell with it. But yeah, they're gonna try again, you know, if you watch the post credit scene of, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, they tease the G.I. Joe-Transformers crossover... Maybe that'll stir up interest. I don't know. The problem with the Transformers stuff, and I did enjoy. It wasn't in my top ten, nor was it an honorable mention. But I did like Rise of the Beasts. Bumblebee was better, but I did like Rise of the Beasts. The end credit scene did get me excited. The problem is, I don't... I'm still not 100%... Like... I've seen people say these are prequels to the the Michael Bay slash Steven Spielberg movie. I don't think that's true because if they were at the end of last night, which was a dreadful movie, absolutely dreadful, but at the end of last night, they tease it like... They don't tease. I think they just flat out say, oh, yeah, by the way, Earth was Unicron the whole time, which is a stupid twist. But in Rise of the Beasts. Unicron is not Earth, it is far away in another galaxy, and it's coming to Earth. So, how could that be a prequel? That doesn't even make sense. So, I don't think they're prequels. Some people do. The problem is they made Bumblebee pretty much the same as that in the Michael Bay movies. I think that was a bit of a mistake, but... Optimus Prime looks very di- The only character looks the same as Bumblebee, really. But Optimus Prime looks different. They all look different. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say they're not. But I can understand why someone would say they are. And you say, well, what are you even talking about? What's this got to do with G.I. Joe? Well, if they're doing a big Transformers G.I. Joe crossover, I mean, I'd be excited for that. But, again, it's like you have one franchise with Transformers that, like I said, maybe broke even, I don't know. And then you have another one with G.I. Joe where their last movie lost a bunch of money. If you combine the two, is that really gonna be a big success? Have they rethought this? I don't know. Just some food for thought. I don't know. I would like to see it. You know. Let's 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 check it out. See what it see what it's like. You know, it could be fun. Could be fun. And, you know, if the movie's just a two hour toy commercial, I'm I'm okay with that too. So um, uh, Not much to say as far as the cast um, You know there's really only like I mean Ursula Corbero as Baroness She looked like her She was an okay actor I've, I've, She was okay uh, Samara weaving as Scarlet It's always funny when like I'm not saying like attractive women can't be soldiers But like it is always funny that it's like They just always happen to be that in movies uh, the two I really want to focus on, of course, you have Andrew Koji as Tommy slash Storm Shadow. This is the guy from the show uh, Warrior, a show that I cannot recommend enough. It's uh, he plays the he plays the lead character in that. It's a show that takes place uh, in the 1800s, late 1800s. It's about the Chinese that immigrated to San Francisco. And when they, this is a story that uh, I guess Bruce Lee had the idea for it, and it, uh, I'm a big martial arts movie fan, so of course, it, you know Bruce Lee had this idea for this show, so and then it never happened until now, and it's like all these Chinese immigrants come to San Francisco, and it's cheaper wages, of course, but then they also form gangs and then they fight each other, and it's very very cool. Had one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen since. Ironically enough, uh, Ico Ueyas, who is, plays the Hard Master in this movie, Snake Eyes, he was in the Raid 2, which has my favorite movie fight scene, the one in the kitchen. Well, the show Warrior has my favorite, I guess you could say, televised fight scene. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. I can't really like pinpoint a location, but it is in. Oh, gosh. See, the problem is I binged it all this year. I didn't even know it existed. I guess the first two seasons were before COVID, and then the third one was after. So I didn't even know the show existed. So I can't remember if it was late season two or early season three this fight scene happened, but it was... Uh, you'll know it when you see it. It's incredible. It's just a big, giant battle royal. I loved it. So, yeah, I recommend that show a lot. Um, and then we have Henry Golding, Snake Eyes... Um, yeah, I mean, he did good. He's... <laughs> I kind of... I don't know. I kind of would have uh, preferred... Maybe this is just because I'm, like, seen him in Warrior. I wouldn't mind if they had swapped roles, though. You know? I don't know. I just... Is that crazy? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I would... Uh, You know, look, Andrew Koji's a great actor. If you see him in Warrior... He's awesome in that So he does great in this And uh, yeah Let's jump into the plot shall we So We open with a father and son And someone has tracked down the father Who apparently wants him dead He lets the boy's father roll the dice To save his life and he rolls snake eyes And so this guy Just kills the dad Cut to present day and that boy's grown up And he's fighting in an underground fight pit this yakuza boss named Kenta tries to hire him to kill the man who killed his dad. So, well, sorry, I misspoke. He hires him, and in exchange, he will provide the man who killed your dad. So, uh, but while there, they want him to kill a man. He's this is kind of like his uh, initiation. He's like, I want you to kill this guy named Tommy. He's a uh, you know he's a, he's a rat. He's he's not one of us. He just infiltrated us. So we want you to kill him. Uh, Snake Eyes refuses. They escape together. There's a big fight scene. Tommy tells Snake Eyes that uh, Kenta was his cousin. He tried to have him killed before uh, before uh, to took o- to take over his family's clan. So in order to repay him for saving his life, he offers to take him to his family's dojo in Tokyo. Um, So they go, and then Sen, the grandmother, she agrees to let him take three tests to see if he's worthy to join So the first test is against the Hardmaster, as we said, the dude from the Raid 2, awesome movie And he has to take this bowl full of water from him without spilling any And if he fails three times, but then he realizes all you have to do is just ask for the bowl, it's a test of humility So it's one of those things like, the answer is so obvious, but, you know, you just want to go fight first. Yeah, he does pass. And then uh, Snake Eyes then heads into Tokyo. He meets with Kenta. Turns out Snake Eyes is a double agent. He's still working for Kenta. And the escape was staged. So the escape with him and Tommy, that was all fake. He knew they would get out. And Kenta tells Snake Eyes he's found his father's killer. He knows where he is. But before Kenta tells him where the killer is, he wants him to, uh, to steal this Jewel of the Sun, which is located in the dojo. Snake Eyes is kind of walking around the facility. He meets with Akiko, the head of security. They have a fight, and uh, she doesn't quite trust him. But Snake Eyes, Tommy, Akiko, they go on a mission to find Kenta. They fight off his gang, but Kenta gets away. They find this supply of weapons in a box with the Cobra logo. Hmm. So they call their friend, Major Scarlett O'Hara, to let her know. They explain that Cobra is a network of underground terrorists. And Scarlett also lets them know that Kenta is in contact with someone named the Baroness. And Snake Eyes meets with Kenta and the Baroness, and he says he didn't sign up to work with terrorists. And... um, Oh, Snake Eyes was there, too, by the way. Duh. So, uh, yeah, Snake Eyes visits uh, Baroness and... Um, Oh, I said that. Okay, I'm all over the place. Let me start over. Snake Eyes meets with Kenta and the Baroness, and he says he didn't sign up to work with terrorists. And the jewel that they want tells him it's a, it's like this is a weapon for Cobra. Like, I'm not going to help you do that. And then Baroness shows him a photo on her phone of his father's killer. says, if you back out now, you'll never see him. The, uh, the blind master runs the second test, where he sees a vision of his father, who says, uh, you, uh, you know, saving you, the father says, you know, saving you is the only thing that mattered to me. And Snake Eyes then tells Akiko about his father's murder as a kid, and time for the final test. Snake Eyes, this was, uh, Snake Eyes must be judged by these three giant anacondas. I thought this was a little goofy... And then I remembered, like, you know, in martial arts movies, sometimes there is goofy things like this. So, I'll allow it. (laughs) So, uh, the the anacondas, they they sense that he doesn't have a pure heart, because he has a double agent. And they attack him. And they're about to kill him, and Akiko saves him. But, since he failed, the snake said, you're not worthy, they expel him. It's kind of funny, like, the Anacondas are good and the Cobras are evil. So later that night, Snake Eyes breaks into the compound and steals the Jewel of the Sun. It was clever, because they used... um, It's a DNA sensor to open up the vault, and he used uh, Tommy's blood. He's like, blood brothers, and they shook hands, so he betrayed him. So Akiko finds him, and the two fight. Snake Eyes gets away. Snake Eyes then delivers the Jewel... ...to Kenta and Baroness. And Kenta, he uses, he tries out the jewel. He just vaporizes one of his henchmen. <laughs> uh, so they tell Snake Eyes, enjoy your reward... ...which is inside the building that they're right next to. So Snake Eyes walks in. He sees the man. He hands him the dice. And, he, and it comes up Snake Eyes. Eh, that was a little corny. So Snake Eyes asks, you know, why did you kill my father he's like, you have to be more specific. And then he kind of... it's like, well, several years ago, blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, look, you know, when Cobra gives you an order, you don't question it. I thought that was a good twist. So then Snake Eyes is like... Wait. You were with Cobra. And he's like, well, I was until three weeks ago when Baroness dragged me off a chopper. And then Snake Eyes instead frees him and leaves... On the way back to the dojo, we get a chase scene with some men from Cobra trying to kill Snake Eyes. There's a car carrier involved. It's pretty cool. Back at the dojo, Kenta uses the jewel to firebomb the place, essentially. And during the fight, on the car carrier, Tommy finds Snake Eyes. He's all in his white ninja outfit now. And he tries to kill him, but he agrees to put his anger aside to fight for the jewel. Back at the dojo, Kenta has since turned on Baroness... As he's refused to hand over the jewel. So now it's Snake Eyes, Tommy, Scarlet, Sen, the Blind Master, and Baroness against Kenta. And the jewel and his men. Although Scarlet and the Baroness shoot all the men. But the jewel can protect him from the bullets, so it didn't harm him. I thought that was a good scene. So they fight with Kenta, and Tommy gets the jewel and nearly kills Kenta with it. But Sen stops him, takes the jewel back. It's like, no, this is a too powerful a weapon. We mustn't use it like this. And so they were very disappointed that he, that he did that. So Snake Eyes finds Kenta. The two fight and wind up in the Anaconda pit where Kenta's eaten. Thought that was cool because he, he kills one of the Anacondas and one just jumps in and devours him. So uh, the Anacondas then judge Snake Eyes yet again and then they deem him worthy. So good for him. Afterwards Sen tells Tommy look, you you don't have to leave, but you will never be the leader of this clan because you tried to use the jewel to kill. And Tommy does not take this news very well. He takes off his ring for the family, and he goes up to Snake Eyes, and he says, next time we meet, I'll take your life. And Snake Eyes then decides to go after Tommy, Kiko gives him a new suit, which is the signature Snake Eyes helmet. Uh, Scarlet tells Snake Eyes his father was a member of GI Joe, and he infiltrated a Cobra cell, and they found out. But the intel he provided saved thousands of lives, so that everything got uh, wrapped up pretty well. Then Scarlet offers Snake Eyes a spot in GI Joe. Snake Eyes says, first, I need to find Tommy and bring him home." Roll credits. Mid credit scene. Tommy's on the plane with Baroness. And, oh, sorry, he's on a plane, but then Baroness shows up, and he's, like, not happy to see her. And then she's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Let us uh, let me offer you a deal. The man that, uh, you know... Essentially, she's doing the same thing to, uh, to Snake Eyes, or to, to Tommy that she did to Snake Eyes. Like, manipulating this dude, being like, hey, you want to kill Snake Eyes? Well, we can make that happen. And she offers him a spot in Cobra... And he says, well, I'm not Tommy anymore. My new name is Storm Shadow. And that's the end of the movie. So, you know, I thought it was actually, again, I thought it was pretty good. Like, the action scenes are fun. Plot twists are good. Everything kind of makes sense. You know, now you could argue, well, Tommy spent his whole life fighting against Cobra. Why would he just join them? Well... Again, I liked Tommy's motivation for the heel turn because he broke the rule. This jewel is not to be used as a weapon. He tried, and they said, no, you're not fit to lead. And they did They did kind of tease that he's very hot-tempered, so this kind of made sense. It wasn't like it was just a one strike and you're out. It's like he, they teased he was hot-tempered, and they just couldn't trust him to lead. So I liked that he's like, you can still stay here, but you just won't be the leader. And he's like, this is my blood right. And he goes up to Snake Eyes, he's like, this is all your fault. And he's, he's, again, he's not wrong. Like, everything was going good in Tommy's life until Snake Eyes showed up. And Snake Eyes was being selfish, only thinking about himself. But he also wanted to avenge his dad. Like, everybody's, everybody's motivations make perfect sense. Like, I really think this is a, a really underrated movie. I really do. Like, I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. I think it's underrated. I think the action scenes are good. The acting, is it the best? No. Although, I, you know, I, I do think Andrew Koji is a very good actor. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Are the big anacondas a little cheesy? Maybe. Is the jewel with this powerful firebombing ability a little over the top? Yeah, maybe. But I think this is, like, actually a really good martial arts movie with some G.I. Joe story woven in. And it's a shame that it didn't do well, because I would have liked to have seen more of this. Like, I really... Again, the motivation of the characters all made sense. The plot twists were good. The double agent and all that. I thought it was good. I really did. So, yeah. I'm going to give it a... Uh, hmm... I said I wasn't gonna go eight and a half, but you know I might go eight. No, seven and a half. I'll go seven and a half. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, I recommend it. Like I said, it's free on YouTube. Like an actual, not even like a crappy copy. But yeah, I think I watched it on um, Paramount Plus. I think it was. But uh, yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's good if you like martial arts movies. Unfortunately, we're never going to get a payoff, so tough, <laughs> tough break, but yeah, I, I liked it. Um, too bad it didn't make money, that's uh, it's disappointing, but yeah, it was cool, I liked it. Next week is Batman The Long Halloween Part 2, nope, just kidding, we already did that. Like I said, we went out of order so I could get a guest on for Black Widow. We are skipping the Batman The Long Halloween Part 2 and jumping into... Oh, I was gonna... Yeah, so we got a few more movies of uh, 2021. It's all the 2020 movies that didn't, uh, you know, that didn't uh, get released, so we doubled up, really, essentially. So next week is The Suicide Squad, and it is on our seldom-used Netflix. Netflix. I think Netflix is gonna be coming back around. They, They... Moved a bunch of the DC movies over to Netflix. So, don't know why, but they did. I guess HBO got tired of them. So, The Suicide Squad with James Gunn. That is next week. Should have a guest on. Tentative. You never know with these things. But, uh, yeah. That is that. Hope everybody had a good New Year. A good Christmas. I'm about to enjoy one of my Christmas presents. I'm about to play... Some RoboCop, which is also in the archives, RoboCop One. That's a good one. Check that one out. Two and three, and the remake, eh, not so much. But yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> RoboCop Three was uh, that was memorable for having one of the worst villains in the history of the hero cast. So maybe you do want to check that one out. That uh, yeah, that is that. I will get us out of here on a quote. From Kenta. This quote doesn't make sense because it implies that, like, the name Snake Eyes is good. But if you play Craps, um, I used to, I've mentioned this a million times. When I used to work at a casino, I did security. When I, I just, I learned, I didn't have to, but I learned how to play all the games. And I don't me- remember how to play Craps anymore, but I used to remember, um, Snake Eyes is not good. I don't know why Kenta says this quote, but Snake Eyes is not something that you want. It's, you know, it's like triple seven would be lucky, right? So, yeah, I used to know craps. Um, I didn't, I'll tell you this, though. I did not know how you would divvy up the bets. Like, if someone bet money, like, put something on, like, the pass line, I wouldn't know how to pay that out. But I knew the rules. I didn't know the payouts but yep that was that was the most complicated game because it's very intimidating because you got a bunch of people around this table with all these words and numbers and you're throwing dice and it's an an intimidating game but I did learn the rules I no longer remember them I've never played it don't think I ever will but yeah Snake Eyes is not good so this quote doesn't make sense but uh I think that's why I picked it (laughs) uh again this is from Kenta our villain They call you Snake Eyes, but you always lose.
0: Everybody was oh, oh,